Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I am your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The purpose of this podcast is to share topics as well as guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm very pleased to have a guest of Amanda Kate. Let me let you know a little bit about Amanda. Amanda Kate is a kinesiologist. (laughs) I'm sure you'll tell me how to say that properly. Yeah. Uh, And I even Googled it to say, and and of course forgot, I'm sorry. (laughs) A mentor, mother, and more. She's the author of Divine Messy Human, a spiritual guide to prioritizing internal truth over external influence. She released the book with the information, tips, and practices that have helped her move from self-loathing to self-acceptance, self-love, and self-empowerment. A recovering people pleaser (laughs) and self-flagellator, she walks the path straddling the divine and messy daily, always growing, developing, and learning new ways of being to and hopefully one day leave the earth better than she found it. Amanda Kate helps people to regain their vitality, smashing through their internal glass ceiling and limitations to find new levels of health, vitality, and abundance. She also works with business owners to increase their vibration and attract greater wealth and prosperity. Amanda lives in Melbourne, Australia, with her twin flame, her children, his children, and a dog named Zeus. (laughs) Of course. Of course. (laughs) The title of this episode is Emotional Fluency and its Impact on Our Health. Please join me in welcoming Amanda Kate. Oh, thank you Hi. so much, Vicky. Hi, Amanda. Okay, what is that word? This what kinesiology? Kinesiology. Kinesiology. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how it was. <laughs> All right. So, tell us what does a kine- kinesiologist do? <laughs> So in Australia and other parts of the world, um, kinesiology is a little bit different to what you classify it as in the US. In the US, it's much more about applied um, kinesiology and the movement, so more of a physiotherapy type Uh uh, modality, whereas we learn it as a vibrational energy medicine. It is looking at a mix of the Western science and the Eastern wisdom, so we use um, the uh, Meridian Society 
systems, the chakra systems, the mm-hmm. auric fields, as well as muscles and manual muscle testing to find out what's going on under the surface. Uh-huh. Um, so finding out what emotional stresses are stopping us from achieving the innate healing that our body knows how to do. Um, and so it, it it brings in a lot of different aspects. We do some reflexology type stuff. We do acupressure points. We do mm. lots of different um, energy and holistic modalities that kind of feed in to us working out what's going on on subconscious levels. Oh my goodness. I did not know. So you talked about the energy healing and vibrational medicine. Mm -hmm. Uh, When, what is your typical client coming to you with what ailments that would cause you to to know that you could help them. You know, what are what are what is my problem and my pain? <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm trying to get to. Um a lot of people have tried so many other things. They have been to GPs and doctors and psychologists and all different types of modalities and they basically most often come to me as a last resort. Mm. There is something wrong with me. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm desperate help me. And a lot of the reason that I guess people aren't finding what's going on is because a lot of it is in the subconscious programming and past traumas, um, traumatic childhoods or traumatic relationships or, Mm. you know, whatever those traumas look like. And they've affected the physical body but not in a way that shows up on blood tests or, you know, the, I guess the traditional types of tests. And where I guess we come in is, is looking at what's under the surface, what is actually the root cause mm. that is creating that physical manifestation of pain or dis-ease, mm. a lack of ease within the body, a lack of wellness, mm. because if everything is in alignment, we should be in good health and we should be coping well with day-to-day stresses and worries Mm. and all of that. And a lot of people aren't. So some of it, we look at self-care practices that people can put in in the meantime. And that's not, you know, the fluffy commodified self-care that you see on social media. (laughs) It's actually, you know, learning how to say no, putting in boundaries, Mm -hmm. learning to all or be aware of the talk that's going on in your head that's guiding your actions noticing your behaviors when are you really reactive and what's going on around that time so that when you then come to your next session we can look at okay what was actually activating that stressor that is creating those behavioral patterns in you and so we look at a lot of that sort of stuff in terms of the home reinforcement and then we do what's called balance it out in our sessions. So the way if you imagine your body as an equilateral triangle, we have a physical side, the physical and structural, mm-hmm. we have our chemical and nutritional, and then we have our mental, emotional and physical, uh, our mental, emotional and spiritual, sorry. So if one side of the triangle is out of balance, actually the whole triangle is out of balance. Right. What we work to do in a session is to remove the stresses, put you back in balance, and then work for, I guess, the next layers 
in the next sessions. So it's really looking about bringing all of those different aspects Excuse into alignment. Me. That's okay. Bless you. <laughs> Talking about oh, so funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as you're talking, it, it does, you know, there are so many people out there that are looking for all those answers and avoiding the right questions to ask themselves to really yeah. find out what the problem is. So I guess you kind of can pull that out yeah. of them. In a gentle way as well. You know, we only work as quickly as the client's nervous system can handle. Mm. So the way I look at my job is we're rewiring your nervous system. Yep. We're making things that are stressing you less stressful. We're down regulating your over, you know, hyperactive, so to speak, no, um, stress responses. And we're looking at you as a holistic picture. We're looking at the facts. So quantum physicists have proven that the universe is 4% physical matter, which means when we're looking at this meat suit that our soul is housed in, mm. it's 4% of our picture. So what's the rest? It's our mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic, relational, financial, mm -hmm. and it goes on all of those different aspects of ourselves, the way we are turning up as a daughter or a mother or a sister or a friend with our partners, you know, the way we're interacting with people at work, who we are in all of those different environments that we interact in, all of those different aspects come into play. And one of the things that one of the first questions that really floored me on my healing journey, somebody said, who's got your back? I was like, ah, oh no one. And I know it's such a simple question, but it changed so much for me because I thought, hang on, I've created this life where I'm holding everybody up. Mm. And, you know, I knew if I fell over, the whole structure would come crumbling down. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people don't necessarily think in those ways. And so it's, it's building the internal scaffolding for people mm. and then also looking at that external scaffolding and how we can put those right supports in place as well. So how does the influence of social media, television, you know, all of that impact a person's being able to be in balance? Well, I think because social media and the news and a lot of television is designed to be divisive, Triggers, right? yeah. it, is, it is designed to get under your skin and create a reaction. And I mean, there's a lot of research out there about the way that social media works, but the reason that, you know, those posts that go off with, you know, basically fighting factions become so viral is because they're the ones that people will engage in because it's creating such an emotional reaction. Right. And, and this is what I also suggest to people to start doing is looking through your friends lists or your scroll feeds or whatever. Do you come away from that interaction feeling bright and happy and excited <laughs> and wonderful? Or do you come away going, oh my God, that was an hour I could have spent doing something else, yes. but it sucks you into that vortex. And it's the same with news. Um, I banned the news in my house a couple of years ago, actually, because I realized every time it was on, I would, I would get really stressed and tense. Mm -hmm. And so 
now it's just not on in the house and if it's on when i come in they know they turn it off or i get grumpy (laughs) because the energy of it is not great and it affects me straight away yeah yeah um and so it's really looking and even with interactions with people do you come away feeling uplifted and wow i want to see that person again or are you going oh my god (laughs) Mm. yeah i feel like i've just had the energy sucked out of me yeah And look, you know, occasionally we're going to see our friends and they're going to be in one of those states and we're going to be there supporting them. But in in the balance of the relationship, you know, you'll do it to them and they'll do it to you. But overall, it's an even exchange. Mm -hmm. That's what you're looking for in anything like that. So a one off, you kind of take it as a, you know, oh, it was just a bad day. But if it's if it keeps happening, you're like, oh, is there something else going on here? Yeah. Right. Why, when you work on yourself, does every area of your life improve? I think that is such a powerful question. Um, When we work on one area of our life, it's the same way that, you know, working on our physical body, that 4% actually does impact a whole heap of other areas or working on our spiritual health or our mental health or our emotional health impacts everything we can't change ourselves at work and not see a result of that change at Mm. home and you see it very clearly say for for example this is probably it's going the wrong way but if somebody hates their job they come home and what energy are they bringing in yeah now when we go to work and we love it guess also how we come home from work most of the time. Mm. And so every area of our life, whether we know it or not, interacts with it, with each other. And we can't silo those into separate parts. And I know that because that's how actually how I lived most of my life up until I realized this was I had, you know, the one me for this group of people and the one me for that group of people and the one me for here. and. And it was exhausting trying to, you know, keep all of those parts of me separate. Mm. And and the thing that I've found, the more personal and spiritual development work I've done, it's like the more whole I become. And so, yes, people might see only certain facets of me, depending on how close they are in terms of, you know, Mm. relationship, but I'm still the whole me. And so even, you know, you who we've only just met, if you saw me walking down the road, I would be very much like I am now. Right. My partner right. sees very much this aspect. It's just that some people see a bit deeper and some people just see the top bit, but it's all that yeah. same me instead of being different me's. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's the way it is. The more work we do, the less we silo those parts of ourselves. Yeah. And the I- more we're able to bring our whole self to the table. One of the things in one of my courses, I talk about the character diamond and how the flaws actually make that diamond so much more beautiful and interesting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if we can allow ourselves to show our flaws and understand that it's not a bad thing, Mm -hmm. then then you can get to, to that authenticity, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we often uh, listen to those external influences, influencers probably. (laughs) Um, 
more so than the internal. So why should we start to listen to our inner um, advice rather than what everybody else on the external is telling us? Well, I heard this quote the other day that, you know, we seem to have found safety in lies mm-hmm. and fear in the truth. And I think the reason we tend to, you know, it's like those white lies, you know, when you say, does my bum look big in this? And of course they're going to say no. <laughs> you know whether it suits you or not. <laughs> Why are you asking that? You know, but we go around and we survey monkey everybody for their opinions because we have been taught not to trust ourselves. Mm. If you look at marketing as a whole, it is you're not good enough and we can solve your problem. So with everything, we are going external to ourselves to look, oh, there's a solution for my problem. There's a solution for my problem. Whereas actually when we start to trust our heart and soul and our internal guidance, the reason we have what we call good emotions is because Mm -hmm. our body and soul are going, oh, I want more of that. And the reason we're having not so great emotions is because actually we want less of that. So it's like an internal guidepost. And it's not saying that we want everything to always be rosy because then we're actually living in denial (laughs) and delusion. (laughs) But we need to also be able to see, I guess, the truth of what's going on within us. And, And our body gives us those answers. But also we are designed to move and live at walking pace. And we are hooting around in our cars at 60, 80, 100 K an hour or whatever it is, 40, 60 (laughs) um, mile an hour. And we're not designed to move that fast. So our systems are already stressed. Yeah. And it gives us less connection to what's going on in our body and therefore those signs that are teaching us and telling us which way to go. Mm -hmm. And so naturally we're looking at all of the shiny objects outside of us. (laughs) We ask other people, if you think about, you know, when children are growing up, they are sort of taught not to trust what's going on in the internal landscape. Oh, but mum, I'm not hungry. Well, we don't always trust that or believe that or finish what's on your plate or, you know, little things like that. Yeah. Where we override people's ability to know what's going on inside so it's been ingrained in us since very very early on and that's Mm -hmm. you know it's it's no disrespect to our parents or whatever they've done exactly the same thing that their parents parents. did so on and so (laughs) forth and I think that awareness comes in of okay the more I can connect into my body and start to understand those signals and signs that my body is giving me what does feel good for me what does feel exciting you know I always use the example that I knew my body was not functioning well and I kept going to doctors and asking questions and I knew the answers they were giving me were not right. Mm. And when I found kinesiology and other somatic therapies, I started getting the answers that I had known deep down on some level. And it was like I started being able to make friends with being in my body again and Mm. to trust the guidance that I was getting because I stopped looking outside of me. And so many people told me I was making a mistake with my life and, you know, all of this. But I've followed it anyway. 
And I've found so many magical little synchronicities and, mm-hmm. and wonderful things that have come in because I have been trusting that. Nice. Hmm. So I think you really um, somewhat answered this, but how do we simplify our life and live really so that we are only worrying about pleasing ourselves, you know, rather Mm. than the other person, you know, uh, you talked in the very beginning about being that people pleaser. Yes. How do we go from being that people pleaser to pleasing our, or making sure that you're living your own true self, but not being, you know, heck with everybody else, you know, (laughs) how, how do you balance that? And, and this is the mom, the, for all of us moms out there who, um, you know, that's why we need the self-care talk all the time because, <laughs> because we're, we're trying yeah. to just do a hundred different things and we forget about how important we give ourselves that, that oxygen mask first, right? Mm. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think the thing is we, especially as women, um, but to an extent, almost everybody has had selflessness held up as the pinnacle of it, you know, how we oh, should yeah. be in this world. We should be selfless and that's the best thing you can be. Actually, I call BS on that because <laughs> selfless does what it says on the tin. It makes less and less and less and less of ourselves. And all it does is increase our resentment. And resentment <sighs> is usually because we're looking at someone else going, oh, it's okay for you. You can do that. And we're eaten up with envy inside because we want to be doing that too. We want to be the ones sitting down and watching the movie while somebody else is cooking dinner rather than being the one cooking dinner while everyone else is sitting down and watching whatever they want to do. So we end up getting resentful in that space. And we do, we make less and less and less and less of ourselves. We end up martyring ourselves, falling on our swords, acting like the victim. (laughs) You know, why am I the one always doing this? So we've had that held up as the pinnacle of what women should do and be Mm -hmm. both within the home, at work, everything else. Now on the opposite end of the spectrum, we see those people say, for example, who are sitting down and, you know, doing what they want as being selfish. Yeah. And we, but originally I thought that selfishness was when we do things that hurt other people, but I heard Abraham Hicks, who um, is a spiritual teacher, talk about selfishness. And she said, realistically, selfishness doesn't exist. Because when you think about who is calling people selfish, they are people who are wanting something done for them that either the person they're asking will not do or cannot do. And so who actually in that instance is being so-called selfish because they're asking for something that the other person can't provide or won't provide. Mm -hmm. And so again, when we look at that, it's just changed my idea on what selfishness is. It gives me a little bit more of a broadening in the middle. We have this thing that we don't talk about, which is being self full. Now, when we look after our own needs, when we do things that nurture and nourish us, other people get given to from the overflow of what we have. Mm -hmm. So we give a lot more graciously because we have something to give. 
And when we, one of the questions I always ask myself is what is in my highest good? If it is in my highest good, it cannot be detrimental to anybody else. And anything that is loving towards me is automatically loving towards everybody else because I then get to show up as a better person because I'm looking after my needs. And it also allows me then to receive more from other people because we often want to be in that state of giving. Because when we're giving, we are fully in control of the process. We control what is given, when it's given, how much is given, all of the things we get to control. Mm. When we're receiving, we feel out of control. We don't get to choose what's given, how much, when, all of that. And that's why a lot of people don't like being in that receptive state. But the more we give to ourselves and allow ourselves to receive the benefits of whatever it is, smelling our cup of tea or coffee while we're drinking it and not looking at our phone for that 10 minutes, just enjoying mm. the sensory experience of it, yeah. you know, feeling the sun on our face, whatever it is, there's tiny things that, oh, I'm just going to receive this little kiss from the sun for a moment, take a deep breath, and now I'm back to work or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. It's tiny little bits of us giving to ourselves and allowing ourselves to receive the nourishment, mm-hmm. nurturing, and benefits of it, and automatically everybody around us receives the benefits of it. Yeah. And that reframe has changed my life completely. Because say, for example, the other day I was having a bit of a rough day, I was feeling a very heavy energy. And I made everybody dinner and literally, I think we'd finished eating dinner by about 6.30, which is early, but you know, I was like, I'm going upstairs, I'm having a bath and I will see you all tomorrow. And I took myself, put myself in the bath (laughs) and didn't see anybody until the next day because I knew I wasn't being pleasant to be around. And I knew I needed some time on my own and something that was just for me. Now, everybody benefited from that because they, when they did get me the next day, I was a hell of a nicer person that I would have been if I'd stayed downstairs and done all the things. And so it's just reframing some of those little bits, remembering that we need to be full within ourselves to have something to give. That makes me, takes me back to many, many years ago, um, when I was first married, so I've been married 43 years. So when I was first married, after a few years, we moved in with uh, my husband's mother while our house was being built. And mm. so I, and I worked at an accounting firm. And so uh, all day long, I was on the phone with people complaining or whatnot. And so when my husband would pick me up to go to um, the house, we would just sit quietly and listen to the radio. He knew I needed quiet time. But when I walked in the door, my mother-in-law wanted me to tell all about my day and everything. And I still needed that decompression time. Yeah. And yeah. she could not understand that at all. But, you know, and so uh, I, I can get what you're saying. It's just yeah. my inner voice is telling me you need to just be quiet. You've had enough chatter all day long yeah and and in an hour you'll be fine yep exactly yeah so it's time now for us to do rapid fire and that Mm -hmm. is where i'm going to give you five words or phrases and you just whatever comes top of your mind no wrong answers 
um, and just just say what it comes to me. The first mm -hmm. is spirituality. Spirituality for me is a personal journey and my personal relationship with the divine. Yeah. I think it's without dogma, it's without ritual, it is just whatever I feel at the time. Awesome. Balancing the facets of the individual. I love that phrase. Balancing <laughs> the facets of the individual. I think it's it goes back to that 4% of the physical. It's making sure that we're looking at all of the different areas of ourselves and nourishing more than just our bodies, nourishing our minds and our spirits and connecting with nature and other people and really looking at ways that we can bring more joy into our life mm. through those connections to different aspects. Transformation. Such an individual and personal journey, there is no right way or wrong way for you to do it. It is about what calls to you, mm. what sings to your soul, what feels right for you. And so, finding the right practitioner is like finding the person you want to date. You do <laughs> need to ring them and see if you've got a rapport with them. Yeah. And, you know, with, with anyone that you work with, making sure there's that rapport first, yeah. because if you can create a beautiful rapport with the person, then it changes everything because you can let go knowing that you are safely held Mm. to explore whatever it is you need to explore. Yeah. That is all I teach in my 21st century leadership. It's absolutely <laughs> importance of self-care, self-love and self-empowerment. It goes back to that being selfful and mm -hmm. making sure that we are tuning in before we're looking externally for the answers, because on a deep level, we always know the answer of what is right for us. I think that also comes, goes back to the spirituality too. Yeah, definitely. So what would you like to be remembered for? Um, oh, <laughs> the words that keep coming up is just not being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's awesome. I would, I would, uh, that's my husband. I'm a pet name for my husband. <laughs> I figure if I can be better today than I was yesterday and, you know, help just one more person, then I'm, I'm doing better. Yep. And that's awesome. what we can do. <laughs> so good. All right. This is my warning for everybody. If you were just listening in that I'm going to share my screen. So I will read the uh, contact email or uh, website and you can capture that everything will be though on the various social media and youtube for you to capture too all right so amanda kate's email is so fun it is hello at amandakate.com.au um, website is amandakate.com.au she also has one that you may re just remember very easily <laughs> If this is your life, divinemessyhuman.com. <laughs> I love this, divinemessyhuman.com. And she has divinemessyhuman.medium.com. 
I'm going to let her talk to you about her gift, but she is on Facebook. She is on TikTok. She is on LinkedIn. She is on YouTube and you can um, find her by just searching Amanda Keats and you'll be able to find her. So go ahead and let us know about your Facebook page. Yeah, so Divine Messy Human is also my Facebook group, which I am building a community where we can embrace all aspects of ourselves. Um, I come through with just bits of guidance or wisdom. Yesterday, I put up a ritual because we had Lion's Gate, which is the eighth of the eighth, um, having that beautiful eight eight energy. So it's just lots and lots of different um, nuggets of wisdom. I also do um, intuitive development circles or intuitive wisdom circles. So run those four times a month. And yeah, all of the information uh, tends to go within the Facebook group, but it's really building that community that can share and grow and support each other through the transformation and messiness that is life. Very cool. Excellent. So again, just please um, go ahead and check out her Facebook group, Divine Messy Human. And check out her website, amandakate.com.au. And of course, you can always email her at, I'm going to have to say it again because I love it. Hello at amandakate.com.au. That's so sweet. <laughs> awesome. Makes mine kind of boring. All right. So it has just been so wonderful. I'm glad that we could connect, connecting Same. at Roswell, Georgia with Australia. It's wonderful, and isn't it? I know. This is just <laughs> the best. You shared stories. You shared your tips. You, you really gave us a lot of wisdom, educated us on things, and br brought to light things that I think we know deep down, mm. but we just need sometimes to bring to surface, you know, boil up to the top. Yeah. So I'm so happy that you spent some time with us. I definitely would like to have you back again. But um, as always, I end this by reminding everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. <laughs>